On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. Nora, you're making me laugh. Stop. <laughs> Nora, stop. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Four Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Hudson Forster, and we have the amazing USA Junior Women's Eights, who got a world record time, 6-12-16, stroked by Nora Goodwillie and Cox by Francis McKenzie, with Lily Pember in the two-seat and Sarah Bradford as part of that boat as well. Sarah, I'm so sorry. I don't know your, I know your, I don't know your seat number. My apologies. I'm three-seat. Three-seat. All right. So right in, right in front of Lily. Uh, but yeah, it was a wonderful time uh, watching that race. Great talking to all these girls throughout the entire world's selection process over on uh, Instagram live on the, on, if you guys didn't know, at Four Stars Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you guys, a uh, little quick plug on that. Check it out. Uh, I go live quite a bit trying to make sure that all these people get their voices heard in some way. Uh, but it was wonderful talking to all these people throughout the entire summer. Uh, we had Nora and Lily on the podcast uh, months ago. Uh, one of our top podcasts we've had out there and it's been awesome to kind of hear their story and I'm excited to have our new guests on here Francie and Sarah so first of all girls thank you so much for hopping on the podcast uh just let you know you guys know uh Fr- Francie Nora and Lily just drove two hours to Milwaukee to hit up and be at uh at Sarah's place so that was <laughs> awesome to kind of have everyone in the same room same whole thing so uh girls how was the drive was it fun yeah yeah it's not that bad it's like two hours so we had yeah. some good music going well what kind of music what type of music we're talking about here um we had Everything. some lady gaga okay we had some taylor swift we had some juice world oh oh what kind of juice world we're talking about here um king vaughn we had um what came oh, on laws and sins you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have some kanye from chicago Oh, some oh, Kanye yes. in the beginning, yes. Okay, nice. Some all right, well, um, first of all, I just before we get into the podcast, I want to talk more about Mike Wallen because he is your guys' coach, right? And yes. not only that, but he is, you know, the PRL commissioner. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to plug that plug in there. So uh, I guess Nora and Lily talked about him a lot, right, in our first podcast. But I want to hear more about it from Sarah and Francie's perspective about having a new coach, walking in it, the whole thing. Um, I think it was like a really easy transition into a new coach. I think he was like pretty similar to my home coach. Um, so it wasn't like a huge learning curve or anything. He really just, I don't know. I feel like he was just really focused on everyone, just never taking any strokes off all power all the time. Um, I feel like our boat didn't have like a ton of huge technical issues we needed to fix. And so it like, I think that was good for Mike because he, we could kind of just focus more on power over everything else. Right, Francie? Yeah, I think as a coxing, like, it's really important to have a good, like, relationship with your coach. Um, so I think, I, like, it was really easy to kind of connect to. We had, like, the same sort of goals and, like, ideas of what we wanted the boat to feel like. So um, that made, like, it definitely helpful to um, cox the crew. What did you guys talk about, like, when you guys were, like, about to hit the race course that day um, on, like, the last, the last day? 
what was like going through you guys in mind? Like, did you guys have any prep talks or anything like that? I feel like it was just kind of the same thing as always. He's like, you're here to just like do your job, not reinvent the wheel or do anything like crazy and different. Um, He like, he didn't like give us like this huge speech to like freak us out or anything. Um, He just like kind of stayed chill, like treated the race day the same as he would treat practice, like talking wise. I think that was like really nice. Like have like just Mm -hmm. chill kind of. Yeah. um, I don't know. Environment. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I think like one thing about Mike is he always like really believes in us and like he like you can see it through his actions and through the way he talks to us. So it's never like we need a miracle, you know, yeah. to like win a race. He um helps us like come up with a plan and like he believes in us to execute that plan. Uh and then we just kind of discuss that and then we launch and and we race. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, but like he also like really likes to emphasize he does this in Chicago too but likes to emphasize um that race days basically just like another practice day with lots of competition um and so you should treat it I mean treating practice like a race day as well is was really helpful in um like calming our nerves a little bit for the actual race because going into practice with the mentality that you're like out on the race course racing other crews is super helpful like when you actually get to a race yeah just like mentally for sure physically it's no harder than a practice really mm-hmm. yeah okay we were in chula vista mike's favorite thing to do um like when we would do practice starts and such he'll he'll do the <laughs> he'll do the country <laughs> countdown like they do and um He'd like, like the real race yeah he'd like forget countries though yeah. so he'd like take a second or he'll think of the most obscure countries <laughs> yeah. he'll be like united states kazakhstan <laughs> ukraine like yeah. and then you know it's yeah. funny it's funny it he, and then he'll funny. be like why'd you guys have a bad start it's because <laughs> we were laughing yeah <laughs> that's crazy oh my gosh uh does he uh i was, uh, I was gonna ask you a question francie what did you guys talk about like when you guys were about to like about to start what was like did you guys t- talk to one another like about right before the starting line it's I mean there's always like a lot of nerves especially on the start line so I think I was just trying to like calm the crew down a little bit just like to breathe like you got it we've worked for this moment so it was just about execution and trusting each other Bree uh Bree Joe from Chicago she was talking about how they have like a strokesy telepathy with Nora did you yeah. have that experience with Nora as well when you were <laughs> um I think we, I mean, yes, it's yeah. definitely a shorter amount of time. So um, I think by the end, it was yeah. better. I think like one thing with breeds, it's since we do have more time together, it's more of a telepathy thing. But I feel like with Francie, like just experience wise, we both know what the boat should feel like. And so I think we think similar things just because we know what a boat should more or less feel like and so I think when I was thinking something she was also thinking the same thing just because she can feel that as well um, which I think is super cool and helpful to have I don't know if it's necessarily a telepathy thing yet but maybe if we row together more (laughs) it will be sick did you guys do you guys have any plans of maybe like rowing a boat down in Milwaukee with Sarah? <laughs> you know, that um I don't 
know. I could ask my coach about it. I kind of feel like he wouldn't be psyched about that idea since. How? Uh, How is that even possible? He is world oh, champions. We should. We, yeah, we, we should have been in Chicago. Yeah, for yeah Mike, would have, Mike would have ate that up. But. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I, I'm always interested. How long does it take for like the coaches to really figure out the actual aid itself at selection camp? Yeah, it's probably yes. like three weeks. The process, three. like. It starts, there's like a week of kind of like paddling around, like ironing out tech, just like figuring out. This year, they're really. Yeah, it was, it was less, I guess. This year, there was like four days where they were like, oh, who's coachable? You know, who's making changes? And then we started just doing some like pieces, just they could see what combinations are going fast. And then they do like a big matrix day. It was two days Mm -hmm. um, after the ERG tests. And then that whole process probably takes like, it was like two and a half weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Felt like ages. Yeah, it felt, yeah, it felt, felt like ages. months. We did two by twelve fifty, three by seven fifty, and six by five hundred. Wow. Twenty threes are the only one who, ones who two K. Yeah. Who who sorry who two K again, Nora? You twenty threes. Oh, okay, got you. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Nice. No. Uh, yeah. So a, a lot, you know, a lot of sprint pieces that were still involved in that too. Yeah. Five hundred. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you guys feel? I talked to the Newport guys about this. How do you guys feel about the 2028 Olympics being 1500 meters? What? Yeah, yeah. we, we Wait, this is news to me. What? It's in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. yeah, it's in LA. They're having it at a venue called Long Beach Rowing Association, like the Long mm-hmm. Beach Rowing Stadium. They had the Olympics there a long time ago, but then they're now having it back in 2028. I personally think they should have it in Newport, which is, it's not technically LA, but it's, it's you know, it's it's pretty close. Um, it's so weird though. That, that's news to me. Yeah. Why? I feel like it's just a different ballgame then. Yeah, like, that's so what? So Francie, let me ask you a question. Imagine, you know, uh, you know, six six years ago, six sorry, six years from now, right? Imagine you were coxing these girls down there and it'd be yes. it'd be it'd be a fifteen hundred meter race course. How would how would your race plan be different? I mean, obviously be cut down. I mean, I think it'd probably just be condensed, like that's like boring like, i don't know it's like i feel like 1500s are easy at least you don't yeah, have to I be mean, in pain for the as last long like the, most fun the last part, yeah especially for coxswains i feel like this it would just be like a shorter sprint yeah i also think Put that, that like especially i think this happened with a couple crews at nationals too where you just like row really high for the first 1500 and try to hold it and i think you can like you can't really do that on a 2k but on a 1500 you can just row really high and like spin out and yeah. no, like no one's gonna catch you because you don't have that last 500 yeah. where you die out mm-hmm. but sure. I think yeah that is just some another factor that like I don't know I guess people who are like really small like I guess smaller crews can just row really high mm-hmm. during that and they don't really have yeah. to be like I guess Francie, what rate were you holding them at throughout the entire race? Like on an average, if you had to like say 36. 36. Yeah, we wow. really got it. What was the highest you got up to? Do you recall? Like, well, off the start, well, off the start we were like 46, 47, and then Damn. We like shifted to like 37, 38, and then shifted down like naturally to like 35, 36. You have no idea how loud I was screaming in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, you guys have no idea how loud I was screaming. Like my mom had to come to my room. She's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm like, I was so freaking happy for you guys because they were just like 
for me personally, like Norris stroked the eight last year, right? And it was an awesome, awesome scene, right? I'm super happy for you, Norris. But Lily, you were talking to me about it, like your experience at camp last year when you didn't really have mm-hmm. like, a fair shot. And just seeing you like in that boat, I was just very, I don't know. I was just like, this is awesome. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Francia, how was your introduction to like it all? Because who are your other coxswains that you were trying to compete against for that eight? Um, there are a few, like, it was like, coxswain selection was definitely like very difficult this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of, they all came from like very like good programs or like had some experience in the past. So, um, it was definitely like more difficult. I think when it came down to like the last week, it was just, um, like kind of narrowed it down to a few. And then there was like, a, I, I mean, I had a seat race and then made the boat like the next day, which is a little unexpected for me but it was like hey quick question for you are you someone who wants to be fit healthy and happy and what if i told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast i'm josh and i'm kg and we're the hosts of the fit healthy and happy podcast listen we get it fitness isn't easy carbs no carbs just stop okay it doesn't have to be that complicated and that's why we made this podcast we get straight to the facts so you can become your best you so the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search fit healthy and happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms we'll see you soon Yeah, and I think with coxswains especially, I don't really think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really think the coxswains, like, set out to, like, make the eight. I guess the eight is, like, oh, you want to make the eight, but, like, they want to make a boat in general. So, like, I don't think, I guess, I don't think you really know who is in, who the coaches think are in contention for the eight or the four until the last, like, few days. You know, because they, yeah. they kind of they kind of have they kind of have two or three coxswains that um two or three coxswains that rotate through the eight, just the eight, and then two or three coxswains you rotate just so through the four. Got it. And was that the yeah. same thing as, as it was last year too, Nora? Um I don't really remember, but I think so. Like there were like two girls who were rotating through the eight and we kind of just evaluated who we liked better between those two and then there were like two or three girls um when you, when you say when you say we like better do you mean like the the boat or the coaches like how much, how uh, much, how much my question is to you like how much influence do the rowers have on the cox and selection um i don't i don't really think much. i don't really know how much we do do coxswain evals, but like I don't really know how much they take that in con- consideration. I think it depends on each coach, and like because like I think some coaches take their rowers' um, comments into consideration more than others. Yeah, like I would say, like this year, obviously it was Coach Sky and Coach Mike who had um, coxswains in the their boats, like in the, in the cox four, so they kind of get to um you know see what criteria they're looking for and they're mostly the ones that like make that decision and then certain I'm sure they take our evals into account okay I was just super curious like obviously going to a whole different continent is like you know a whole different ball game how was your experience like in Italy like prior to select prior to you know actually the world's event happening how, how long in advance were you guys there to get settled into the time and everything like that 
Um, we got in like a week before we started racing. And um, I don't know, the accommodations were not great. And it was like 110 degrees when we got there. And we went straight from the plane to the race course. Yeah. After not sleeping for like two days. Yeah. The first um, few days are, are, are always yeah. rough. Like it was, getting yeah. off the bus and go, like, yeah, that was so from the airport. And yeah. Then 20 minutes later, we like go. sat in the, in our rooms <laughs> for like, 30 minutes max and then you get in a boat and you're like delirious yeah like personally i slept like three hours so that's insane that's insane on the plane yeah yeah i slept a lot okay maybe other people slept on the plane yeah that's just you (laughs) so and helen uh you were there a week before like the race started right okay yeah. so that was like i mean in my in my person that's a good enough time to like settle in it know? was yeah and was. what was your like your first experiences like was that your first time being in italy like or was it like your second time for any of you guys that was my first, it time, was my really. first time that was I mean, we didn't see much of italy yeah, yeah. We it was so... kind of it didn't really feel like we were in italy besides <laughs> yeah actually not even the food it was just yeah. <laughs> the the thing about like the international racing is it's like cool because it's like oh i'm going to italy but it doesn't feel like a vacation at all like it yeah. feels more like a, a a business trip you know i mean i feel yeah. like one of the first like for the first couple of days when we were there you like couldn't really see the alps in the um venue and so it kind of just reminded us of chula do you yeah. guys agree yeah. yeah but then but then like the day of our heat like it rained or something and so you could like see the alps in the background yeah it was sick i don't know meeting all these new people new new phases how long did it take for you guys to kind of like become friends um well a lot of us already knew each other from last year obviously and then there were like um i feel like eugenia and phoebe who else was new to the boat that didn't go to camp um ellie was new oh ellie was new um and then francie yeah and francie and i don't know we all like we all like kind of knew of each other before Mm -hmm. and so it was just really easy to like make friends at camp and then it was just so fun to like be with everyone for two months yeah i think also like bonding over a common goal Mm -hmm. really was um, a huge thing that brought our boat together like yeah. we all wanted to succeed and like obviously being rowers I think we all have very similar um, like attributes um, just that we could like we could connect over so it was really fun to become close as a boat um, and it, it didn't take long I feel like for us to be you know a pretty close boat for sure uh speaking about uh the next couple of weeks I wanted to ask you how is, how is college you know you guys excited about that so, Will, when do you, you leave for school? I leave in four days. Same. I don't know if I want to be reminded. I know. No. I don't either. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. It's just okay. kind of crazy how soon it's coming. Yeah. I know. It's insane. And then, Sarah, you said you let you leave in how long? I leave also in four days. Jeez. And then what about you, Nora? Uh, I leave in like a month and a week. Hey. <laughs> a month? In like Shut five up. or six weeks. Nora's going to be lonely. <laughs> Holy smoke. Oh, I'm going to be visiting people. I'm traveling. Can you come visit me? Dang. Yeah, I'm visiting everyone. Francie, where are you from? I'm from Greenwich. Greenwich, okay. <laughs> Greenwich. Yeah, Greenwich crew. So obviously, Alina is your friend, right? Elena. Her name's Elena. Sorry, my apologies. Elena. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm sorry. I'm ne- I haven't uh, spoke to her over the phone yet, um, but that's awesome. So obviously, you have a lot of teammates from Greenwich that were in the how many, how many people from Greenwich actually came over for, to camp? Uh, I think like six originally came and then four of us made it. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that ratio is a lot higher than most, most teams. Uh, so that's good. All right. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, like, and you're, you're going to be a senior next year or yeah. in, okay. So yeah. do you, do you start school? I start school in September, I think. 
September. Wow. Dang. All right. So everyone's school schedule is a little bit different. I forgot. I thought for some reason I thought that UC schools start later in the year, like in September, but I could be wrong. UCLA does, but I don't know about the others. Like Berkeley's on the um, semester system, though, not the quarter. quarter so. Got it. Makes sense. Okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Sweet. Well, uh, I'm excited for you, Lil. I mean, we talked about earlier, Cal's a, Cal's a great school for sports, especially. So that's going to be insane. Thank you. I was doing my little research prior to this, and I saw that Nora is already on the roster. That's insane. I have a question. Did you uh, have like an ARM software? How do you like put all your information there? Did they do it for you, or do you have to put it in? Uh, they do it. I don't really know what information's on there, but I think we like just filled out a spreadsheet and they put it in for us. Dang. Cool. Nice. Well, uh, your, your roster is going to be coming up very soon. I'm excited. <laughs> on the Same with you, Sarah. That's it's gonna yeah. be So Sarah, you have a new, new assistant coach, Martin Martinson from Yale uh, heavyweights. Uh, oh. He is, uh, I talked to him a lot throughout the recruitment process. Great guy. Uh, very, you know, super understanding and just a very, very knowledgeable man. So I'm excited for you. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to hear that. How many officials did you guys, I mean, I think I asked Lillianora this, but how many officials did you take prior to committing to Virginia? I, the only official I took was Virginia because when I was looking to commit, they were like, um, it was like the NCAA dead period or whatever. So I couldn't go on officials, but I went on like on officials to everywhere. Um, it was just kind of tough to get a read for the schools though, because when I went on my unofficials, there were like no students there. Um, and so I kind of just had to decide based on a gut feeling. And I think I made the right choice. Well, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, cool. Uh, Francie, do you plan on, on costing college or, or are you still yeah. undecided? I don't know where I'm going out going though. Sorry. What'd you say? I don't know where I'm going yet though. So. Okay. Are you going to plan on doing like the women's route or the men's, the men's route? Women's, yeah. Women's route? Well, uh, if I was a recruitment coach, I'd probably want to recruit you just because of the fact that you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you really steered a freaking eight to a world record time. <laughs> champions. I mean, that's insane. Uh, insane. I'd love to talk to you off, off, off of this and just kind of pick your brain about some stuff because I, you know, I'm a coxswain myself, so I'd love to like, you know, learn from people. And uh, uh, for me personally, like, I don't like really care. Like, people are always like, well, just because you're older than them, like you probably have more. I don't even think about that. Like I think about it as just the individual itself. It doesn't matter like how how long you've been in the game or whatnot. Right. Like everyone's learned their own little thing from their own individual. So I'm always happy to learn and you know experience and broaden my knowledge in some way. So Francie, good job. I mean, how many of those girls in that boat were were uh, not seniors or not not going to college? Uh, uh Phoebe, Sophia, Sophia, Quincy. Quincy. Oh, four. I thought Phoebe was going to Texas. She she's is. Not, she's class of 2027, though. So she's. Damn. So she committed that early. Wow. Yeah, she committed really early. Geez, that's insane. Okay. For some reason, I thought she was a senior. All right. Well, that's. Or a uh, graduating senior. That's insane. All right. Well, uh, honestly, girls, I mean, I we've covered a lot of the stuff. I mean, is there anything else you want to kind of talk about? I mean, there's so much to talk about about camp and like how the process worked. Was Did you guys ever get any like. Were there ever any feelings that you weren't going to be an eight? Yes. I I actually have a lot to say about that. I came to camp like five <laughs> days late because I had COVID um, during nationals. And so I was like so worried that I missed out on everything because by the time I got to camp, I was thrown like right into the erg tests. Um, 
except I mean I don't know it ended up okay I made it yeah um yeah I think everyone has a lot of highs and yeah. lows yeah yeah it's, I feel like everyone had their doubts yeah even even like like when you see um the results and stuff and like people posting about it mm-hmm. it seems all like happy and whatever good times but everyone has moments yeah. where they like I think the first two weeks are too go back to their room oh and like God. sit in the dark and contemplate cry, yeah. cry cool. you know that's just part of the process how many, be, be, be honest here how many times did you guys cry throughout selection camp francie may be a lie yeah you say francie are you okay what happened francie, are, you, are you okay okay i'm sorry well like i was saying i try to make that at least i try to at least put a little bit of happiness throughout my live videos so hopefully that helped a little bit that definitely yeah, helped us yeah. <laughs> really, did it help did it help at all Lily? did it help i think we all are yeah mm-hmm. you, all, you all what <laughs> no we're all we're all we emotional are all emotional <laughs> we're all emotional over you know the sport of rowing because we we're passionate about it we love yeah, it which is why which is a big reason for our success Look yeah exactly <laughs> not saying the emotional person is a bad thing at all no it's actually a very good thing it means that you're actually yeah. human being yeah 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 that's what mike always tells us when we're nervous before a race it just means that you're about to do something important that you care I about at the start of the race you should, i mean my coach always said you, <laughs> should, sure you, should have, you should have you should have like that feeling in your stomach even when you're about to go practice because it's like once that feeling kind of you get accustomed to that it's like really good for yourself you know you don't want to like yeah. get like a culture shock and speaking about culture shock i want to ask you about all the different types of people that you were able to meet did you ever like have any interactions with any of the other countries and athletes from there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did because um we like trade unis. I feel like that's a fun they thing. They all wanted the USA gear. A lot I of people like, want the 10 USA. 10 New Zealand gear. girls in my DMs asking for my stuff. <laughs> so it's fun to meet people through that. And then um just like through that, you like like have a lot of people on social media from like other countries and um like seeing them at the race course. It's definitely weird to think like, oh, the person in the lane next to me, like that's not Greenwich anymore. That's like literally yeah, Italy. Exactly. That's like, literally like, another like, country. Yeah. What was it like hearing all their different voices, different languages? Well, well you know, it was loud enough that we didn't really have to worry about that. Yeah, usually that's something that's, you know, a, a large factor with worlds because like, other countries are, you know, have a lot of different styles. Like maybe they'll be super loud and distracting, but Francie is so damn loud that we didn't need to worry about it. How was your, how are your coaches like in Greenwich? Like, do they teach you a lot about coxing or is that, did you have to do any like off, off the water, like camps or anything like that? Like, how did you? Um, I mean, I did do like, I, I did some camps like when I was like in eighth grade, but one of my coaches is like, was a coxswain. Um, she coxswain her name? Wisconsin, Heidi Hunsberger. Okay. Shout out. Um, so she's definitely like taught me a lot. I mean, both of them, um, I go over recordings with them. They like give me some advice for sure. Um, but yeah. But also I think as a coxswain, like anywhere you go, it's a lot of like kind of finding your own, your own coxing, like style, your voice, if you will. <laughs> so yeah. I think at the same time, it's like, I, I think I learned a lot on my own. Not so for like, sure. both. M- massive respect. I'm going to be honest with you, massive respect because what you're able to do is just like, I, people dream of that. So, you know, you're making, you're enlightening people and making them realize that, you know, they can do anything they put their mind to in a sense. And if you train hard and try to get as much, you know, attention, like if you try to 
make a name for yourself in any sort of way, you're going to be able to do that. So I just want to say, like, again, like, I'm very proud of you guys. Like, you guys are doing some great stuff. I, and speaking about, like, history about the USA, like, I don't know how how well, like, has the eight been prior to, like, these past couple of years? Has it, have they ever, like... I think last year was the first year they won, right? Uh, We've probably... They, they've won before, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's relatively new that the first time that they've won two years in a row I don't know if it's the first time ever but I definitely say there's been a lot of success in these past two years compared it's like to- it's, it's just like Texas like they've yeah. back to back obviously it's not worlds but I mean they literally had four of their girls in a straight four they won and then mm-hmm. Rain cox them cox them again to a world you know winning time so that mm-hmm. was insane. so uh yeah they uh they did uh ap- actually insanely well I, I had a podcast with one of their coxswains her name is z she was on the junior national team a couple years ago on the men's side and then she um she was saying to me how like they had like 10 girls who, from that team just like go on to u23s which is gnarly so what you guys were able to do was awesome uh um how, so france you're gonna obviously go back next year is that your plan uh uh yeah that's my plan okay gotcha well hey Good luck. Um, Thank you. It was wonderful talking to you guys. Is there anything else you want to, you want to kind of talk about? I mean, I kind of, we kind of covered everything and we, everything, but I mean, Francie, at least I guess I always get like these things where like, I fit, I feel like I got the conversation going to be done and I'm like, Oh, I remember something. Uh, what did you tell the girls at the last like two fifty? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. I mean, like last two fifty, I called bow ball on a great brand, I think. And then, um, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm big, at that was that was our heat and our heat, heat yeah. a big one was Vieter Zane which is or Elf Vieter Zane which is <laughs> goodbye in German which they called on their bow wow but um hold on a second hold on uh, a second hold on a second <laughs> can, you, can you say that one more time please I I called Elf Vieter Zane on the German bow ball on the heat so you so Francis let me just get it straight so you you uh you called out a different language yes. and yeah. made, damn so you did some extra research <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's um, insane. All right. Well, hey, Francie is not as quiet as you think. She's actually pretty, uh, pretty out there. So good to know. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's gnarly. So you really shout out a whole different country in their language and said goodbye to them. Sayonara. Yeah. Well, that's insane. Well, that all is, right. Yeah. Well, uh, make sure you guys have confidence in yourself. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Never give up. Uh, and uh, just wanted to say this was a great episode with the girls from the USA Junior Worlds Women's Eight. Uh, it was awesome time talking to you guys. Uh, Lily Pembroke, Nora Goodwillie, Francis McKenzie, and Sarah Bradford. Um, three of those girls were headed off to college in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Nora's going in like the next century. Uh, <laughs> uh, Francis is going to be going on next year. Uh, so keep in touch. You know how it'd be. I'm always, you know, super happy for you guys to keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing great things and you're going to c- continue doing them. Uh, keep in touch. Everyone that's listening here, make sure you guys tune into the, my uh, Instagram live videos. I tend to do them a lot more frequently than I used to. Uh, and you know, it's been getting a little bit more attention. Uh, hopefully I'll start to get, you know, more people on the podcast and, and, uh, we just wanted to know, you know, if you have any like things that you personally feel like if you ever want to like talk about them in the future, I'm here. So, uh, wonderful talking to you guys go USA. You know, you guys see my flag in the back. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. USA. USA. Proud of you guys. Keep doing what you're doing and, uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye